Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Mm. We caught up with a Manchester City fan who had a pretty hellish uh, trip to and from the Ataturk Stadium, watching his team win the Champions League at the weekend. Nick Stapleton, broadcaster, joined us. Yeah, it wasn't pretty stuff. We even got reaction from their head of policing, football policing in this country, who was listening in, who backed up everything Nick had said. So we'll bring you that. It's pretty powerful stuff. Mm. Um, we played you some clips of the week. Pewter was a bit of light yeah, relief. Yeah, a bit of light relief. We had a chat about the weekend sport. You did. You're trying to sell us some uh, jeans, Andy. I know. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> and a new phrase from the world of tailoring I'd never heard before. So uh, stay uh, stay tuned for that. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed the final. It wasn't a bad game, was it? I mean, It was still alive, wasn't it, as a contest yeah, at 1-0? Thought... And it was intriguing tactically because of the job Inzaghi did on, on City and, the, yeah. and a bit of nerves in the City uh, ranks. So, yeah, it was. It was a, an enthralling game. I mean, not the greatest game of football. No, but it's seen, something that still kept your interest. In. Yeah, absolutely. Pep's right up there, isn't he, now, in the pantheon of greats. And uh, Oh, yeah. I think he was before, yeah, wasn't he? Yes, I mean, but he's just, definitely now. Will he do a Fergie and build a dynasty, or will he eventually want another challenge like Torquay? Yeah, well, that's right. That's, that is the real challenge. Actually, apparently saying he's going to do two more years. You think, oh, good. We just hope he's not lost to Saudi because this, I mean, maybe we'll talk to Andy Brassel about <laughs> this a little bit later. On. Well, but I mean, that could be true of any manager, Andy, because yeah. we read today on the TalkSport website is telling us that Jose could be next. Uh, we've got yeah. Neymar. We're going to talk to Andy Brassel later on about Neymar going to Saudi. And it's going to be like live football. Yeah, I don't it's know how good it is. Hiving off but, I mean, it, a it, lot of talent. You know, from the, the whole of the, the Middle East influence is so strong now that, you know, football could be decided between Abu Dhabi, Saudi, and uh, and Dubai, you know, yeah. whatever. No, Qatar, rather. Mm. So, you know, that's the way it's going. I thought uh, Pep looked very smart in his suit. Um, not, he doesn't often wear a suit, lovely drape. Whereas Inzaghi, he seemed to have a Montclair suit on. That was quite, oh, they normally do anoraks. Oh, no, was yeah, was it Montclair? I think it was. Yeah, he had a little. He had a yeah, little. Um, a, I thought it was anyway. Little inter sign on there. Yeah, but like he also it. had like a, what looked like a Montclair. Oh, okay. Well, Montclair that'll, that'll cost a few quid. Mm. Um, a lovely drape, you said. Is lovely this a, drape. Why do you say it's a lovely? Is that a bit of a somebody who's been in the rag trade? Yeah, it's when the, the fabric is high quality, so that it falls nicely on the. You know, it doesn't doesn't look like the suit's wearing you, sort of thing. You're wearing the suit. <laughs> Fantastic! I can see you in that menswear shop. And he used to be in the menswear. I that, did, yeah. Um, game back in the day, lovely. And he just slings in. Still should be. He slings in lovely drape, <laughs> like it's a phrase we should all know what it means. I've never had that before. Oh, in my yeah. life. No, no, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll it's say that. I'll say that. If I see someone in a nice suit, I'm going to say, "Lovely drape." 
<laughs> yeah, idea. yeah, yeah. Sounds good. And uh, UEFA boss uh, Alexander Cheffrin, he yeah. he's looking more like Tom Watt than ever now. He gets a bit more wrinkled. He really does look like Tom. Oh, okay. Tom, well, thank you for that. No, well, Tom knows. Yes. That I love him. <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, did you see Marcus Rashford was yeah. spotted, um, sadly split up with his, uh, his uh, fiance. Yes. And uh, he was spotted... Um, partying apparently with Courtney Cordwell. Now she is the US-based. Um, she's uh, yeah. She fronts the Big Body University. Oh yeah. You're going to go there. I, 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 I qualify. See, I qualify for the small body. University. I could see you as the emeritus professor, Andy, of the Big Body University. <laughs> the Big Stomach University. She promises to help you get a bum like Kim Kardashian, <laughs> but you'd look ridiculous, wouldn't you? Wandering about I like want, that. I don't think I want to. You wouldn't have a good drape on your jacket then, <laughs> no, would you? I wouldn't. No, not you had at a Kim Kardashian uh, <laughs> bum. It would be anyway. I'll, I'll put a word in. I'll okay. have a word with yeah, Courtney no and see if we can make you the emeritus professor, visiting, <laughs> visiting <laughs> professor. Yeah, I enjoyed the um, soccer aid game. It's there. It's yeah, fun, isn't it? Really, and very good cause. But there was—I only sort of watched the second. I came in with Tom Hiddleston doing a piece. What looked like I thought it was like AI. I didn't realise till the camera pulled away. He was actually in the stadium. It mm. Really, yeah, he played. You start to get so convinced that you're not seeing the real thing. I was—I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I can tell by his trousers. They're not—you know—they're definitely. He's definitely not. Was there. it a bad drape? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was. I think it was the first one he played in. He was saying before the game that they'd yeah, asked him a few yeah. times. He'd never been in the country, but as soon as he could. He was in, and old uh, Kem Settler did it again, didn't he? Yeah. What a fantastic goal! Yeah. Uh, he Out scored. Sprinted a, Mo Farah. A bad ball by Mo Farah, mm. and he ran more or less the whole length of the pitch mm. to uh, to slot it in. Pipe was David James was in goal, wasn't he? Slight part was it David? No, no, no it, it was, was by uh, that stage Paddy it was Paddy McGuinness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, slightly tougher to get it past David James, but it was a good finish. Yeah. And I was thinking, if that pitch was twenty five miles longer. Mo would have caught him. <laughs> he would have caught it him. It was just on the sprint that <laughs> yeah. he struggled, really. It just it's needed to be true. about 25 miles longer and he would have been fine. Fair play to Alex Brooker as well, I mean, He really gave it everything. Oh, yeah, he, came, he, he left no, that thing of leaving nothing out yeah, on the pitch. Know, we spoke to him the other day. Bold, really. He put in a shift, I think, in that game. And uh, Robbie Keane's got even Courtois wouldn't have saved that, so don't feel too bad. Pat. No, no, that's true. Amazing. Now, a couple of things to get you going on uh, this afternoon, um, one of which is Jack Grealish, who clearly enjoyed himself well, why not? after... To the yeah. Champions League final and was spotted at 6am the following morning still in full kit oh, they often do this have yeah. you not noticed this that players keep their kit on cricketers do this yeah. footballers do this it's a weird thing it's just like they just don't want to get changed went through the night I mean I suppose mm. it's a way of continuing that feeling isn't yeah, it once you're showered yeah. and changed you know, mm. it's the aftermath. Mm. You're in the moment mm. all the time. So we're just wondering whether you've got uh, tales this afternoon of not bothering to get changed. I'm sure it's happened to you over the years. You've probably turned up and tried to get into a club at four o'clock in the mm. morning in the Speedos or something when you've been on a stag do. <laughs> but um, do let us know uh, about not bothering to get changed and in what circumstances. And the other thing was special offers. It was a good story then... Um, it was Phil Thomas in the Sun yesterday, a little diary piece. He said, an amusing postscript to the FA Cup final, Manchester United and City fans at Warrington's Monk Sports Club were relishing the offer of uh, Stella at £2 a pint until the first goal was scored. Oh, right. Okay. That they sold a... two. Oh, yeah. Uh, says Phil. That's very and only true. then because yeah. the orders were shouted in the 12 <laughs> seconds between kickoff That's and Ilkay Gundawan's opener. Not even a chance to celebrate or drown your sorrows. So, I mean, that's a special offer for you, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine the old... The governor's got a packed 
a packed club thinking well this is a result and he sat there with a calculator he's gone so worse so how much could we is this going to be another Hoover situation how much could we lose on this and he's probably done all his numbers 12 seconds first goal job done well it's not worth going anywhere else to watch it we'll stay here and watch it now <laughs> it's true. so yeah it was a clever bit of business I'm sure Lord Sugar Lord Sugar should I say would uh, would approve <clears throat> so do tell us this afternoon special offers the ones that were good the ones that were bad the ones that paid off and the ones that didn't. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby really? and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Now, I, I think I said on Friday, we were talking to Stan Cullimore, and I said that I, I would imagine that after everything that happened to Liverpool fans last year, there'll be really belt and braces uh, oh, UEFA. Yeah. Well, They'll make sure no stone will be left unturned to make sure this is a good fan experience because they took so much heat and were so apologetic uh, last time out. Well, over the course of the weekend, you've probably realised lots of stories have started to emanate from uh, the, predominantly the City fans because it, it seems, something we'll come on to in a minute with our guest, the Inter fans had the best side of the deal. This is often the case when they segregate fans around Champions League matches. Uh, we chat now You think to... they would have favoured the UK team after what happened last year? Though. <laughs> yeah, but apparently not. Uh, Nick Stapleton is a Manchester City fan uh, and TV presenter. He was there. Good afternoon, Nick. Hello, how are you? Good, thank Good you. Thanks. Yeah, I was reading your uh, tweets and uh, and the, your conversation you had with Sam Wallace as well in the in the Telegraph today. Your your experience. I mean, you make a very good point. It just it would be great if somebody from UEFA. I mean, everybody at UEFA who wanders around in a UEFA blazer at these events. Is, is kind of led in by police outriders. I think it would be good now and again if they walked a mile in fan shoes to get a feel for mm. what the actual experience is like and maybe we'd, we'd be ending up in venues that, that aren't like this. Absolutely right. And something I really don't understand, having done a few European aways in my time, is that when you travel with a smaller group, like 3,000 of you to a normal European away, you often do get a police escort in and out of the stadium. So why, when there's 20,000 of us in one of the biggest cities in the world with serious, notorious traffic problems, did they think this was going to run just fine without a police escort when there's 20,000 of us and not three? doesn't make any sense at all. The, the, your, the, the buses, I mean, this is the thing. I, I, I only, my experience of a final was 2019, and they did a similar thing. Liverpool fans went to one metro station, which was a lot more accessible to the ground. Tottenham fans, we were sent to a uh, station there was no signposting we had to wander through this housing estate then we had about a 20 minute 25 minute walk in the sun nobody from UEFA hardly any stewards there telling you what to do and they're so desperate to segregate and in this case the Interfans got the metro and you got buses and that's all you could do you couldn't get on the metro could you? No, they wouldn't allow us to on the way to the ground so they told us we had to go to the transport hub down in the south of the city which is what a lot of us did and we had to queue there for about 45 minutes to get on a bus, which was fine. But then when we got to the front of the queue, they took our water off us. And they said we weren't allowed to have it for the journey because we could buy more when we got to the stadium. Um, we were then stuck on that bus for two hours. There was people being sick. There was people having to pee out windows and stuff because there was no toilet facilities. And we then got to the fan zone and we managed to get one round of beers in before they shut for last orders. This was about quarter to seven. And then when we got into the actual ground itself, I queued an hour and 45 minutes to be able to buy a bottle of water. And <laughs> by that point, I'd been, you know, three plus hours with no water in blazing heat in Istanbul in Turkey. You know, some, someone, someone will die if they carry on running events like this. It is completely inhumane. And what I do not understand is where the accountability is. 
there's one guy who's been in charge of running the, uh, UEFA's operations like this for more than a decade. He's presided over all of these utter disasters, including what happened to Liverpool fans last year. Where is he? I've never seen him put his head up on top of the parapet to say I'm sorry or to say we take responsibility yeah. for this. He's probably got a pay you know? rise. Honestly, why, why, don't, why don't we hear anything from these people ever? I just, I just do not understand it. It's, it's a complete lack of accountability, and it shows that fundamentally they, they don't have to care about us. No. There's no incentive for them to care about us because they know football fans are so loyal will go through hell and high water to go and see our teams in one of these kind of once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So they don't need to cater for us. They don't need to make sure we have a nice time, and they don't. They'll pay lip service to it and they'll say, we're sorry and uh, we're sorry some people had issues. But ultimately, you're right, nothing will change because, as I said, they are swept in and out of stadiums and know nothing of what it's actually like as a fan to go and watch these games. They'll never experience what we experience. And funnily enough, what we said about the police escort, they're delegates from what I understand, they're uh, key stakeholders, as they call them. They did get police escorts in and out of the stadium, so they got no taste of what we had at all. Of course. Um, Still, at least you won. And it's not, yeah, that's true. But it's not the city, though, is it? You said, I saw a little tweet, you said the people were lovely in Istanbul, the city is amazing. There were alternatives. There were other stadiums that weren't 10 miles out of town that were such a nightmare yeah. to get to. So got, why not do that? You've got Besiktas Stadium, state of the art, right in the centre of the city, massive capacity. Why not do it there? Why are we getting sent 26 kilometres outside the city to a stadium that does not have great facilities and has one on the slip road out for the south side of the stand, the south side of the stadium, which is where we were? Yeah. That just makes no sense. That's geographically very obviously not going to work. But the word, not to, not to allow you to take water on the bus is just And then not ridiculous. stop the bus. To let, you know, two, two and a half hours on a bus and not let people get off if they, if you know. It, it seems mad. We heard of some of the other fans. One of the guys from the Chilton Supporters Club told me that he was on a bus where they actually forced the driver to pull over on the motorway so they could go for a fee. God, wow. There's been stories as well. Of, I saw somebody else replying to your tweet saying the bus driver couldn't find his way out, stopped a couple of times to ask random strangers where they knew certain roads were so they could... I mean, it sounds like a complete and utter mess. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that at all. And I think just... The arrangement of the entire thing from start to finish was just absolutely pathetic and abysmal. And I've, I've, I've been to a lot of, you know, like music festivals, things like that in my time in other countries. And there's just, there's one consistent factor here. It's UEFA. UEFA continuously screw this up and they've done it time and time and time again. And what about getting back from the stadium? Presumably it was another nightmare, wasn't it? Uh, it was. I mean, it was actually worse than, get, quite a lot worse than getting there because everybody walked out the ground at the same time, obviously. There was signposts for buses back to the shuttle in the sorry the uh, transport hub in the centre of town, which we wanted to go to. And when we got there, there was only two buses, and they were already full. So I was with my dad, who's in his 69th year supporting Manchester City, 77 years old, <laughs> and uh, he's just had his hip done. And we were just desperate to find a safe way to get him back. You know, he was very tired by that point as well. So we ended up actually walking all the way down to the motorway and picking our way through traffic to get absolutely ripped off by a cab back to the city. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, I, I it's in, obviously in total darkness, by the way, as well. It was oh, not yeah. safe. Mm-hmm. And we were amongst thousands of others doing the same. You were making the point as well that basically people were asked to go to these places. They were dropping off people in wheelchairs just on gravel, that they couldn't move the wheelchairs across the surface and they were having to be taken out and, and carried. I mean, I, I, you'd love, you'd love uh, Seferin, you'd love the senior people at UEFA oh, yeah. to read this and hear about this and witness this and think this is okay. 
that's the thing. But th- this has been going on for years. Mm. You know, the, the, reply, mm. the replies to my tweet threads, you've only got to look at people saying, I was at, you know, this, this, this game in this time in 2008. I was at this game in 2016. This, nothing has changed. This just carries on time and time and time again. They'll put out some statement where they'll say, oh, we regret that some fans had a negative experience or something like that. And then they'll just carry on as they were before. Because unfortunately, until we have some kind of collaboration between fan groups to boycott their events or something like that, they'll just carry on because there's no incentive for them to change at all. Wow. I mean, look, as Andy said, you did win. I don't know if, I don't know if in the fullness of time you, all this kind of stuff is forgotten and uh, you just kind of, the memory is, uh, maybe that's what you hope for. Uh, the memory is that's just exa- I'm doing sure the that travel. Is. That's, yeah. exact, that's exactly what they hope for. And obviously it's like, it was amazing to win an incredible experience to share with my dad. I mean, you know, we've got, he took me to my first game in 93. We've been going together for a long time, both season ticket holders. And it was, you know, once in a lifetime stuff. But I just, I, I want all fans to see that we've got to have solidarity with one another if we're ever going to change this. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose. This is not an acceptable way to treat people. And it would not be accepted in any other industry. No well, way. Absolutely. When right. you say once in a lifetime, what you mean is this year. <laughs> yeah, it's Wem- be, it's Wem- next year will be the same. It's Wembley next year. Should be a, it should be a whole lot easier, <laughs> yeah, Nick, I would imagine, to get in and out. So <laughs> you'll, you'll Maybe it, it will be, but then the Euro finals was at Wembley in 2021. And that yeah. was an absolute disaster for UEFA as well. So no, you yeah. tell me. That's true. It keeps getting, all roads lead back to them. It's put your dad on off isn't it and did he say to you that's it he doesn't fancy any more away days after that yeah he, he doesn't ever want to do a european away again and i can completely understand why not um given that he's 77 and yeah, you know yeah. he's, get, he's, he's getting on and he's done plenty in his time and he said that's it for me you know i don't need to do another after this well good to talk to you nick thanks very much for joining us thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate it there we are that's uh that's uh, nick stapleton you probably know him from the bbc mm. scam interceptors his dad is john mm. of course legendary broadcaster and uh, look, tell us about your experiences. If you've just, uh, if you got back over the last day or so, uh, you've heard what Nick had to say there. Uh, what was the situation like for you? He's right there. There has to be a kind of concerted effort to make these sorts of things change. The, the one I went to went off really pretty in a pretty straightforward way. There's still a lot wrong with it as mm. a fan. I mean, you thought, why are they allowing the you one, to do this? Why is there nobody telling you actually how to get to the ground? Munich was pretty good 2012. That was, uh, yeah, we got back late and it was, you know, there was a queue to get back, but it was pretty... What was it like getting in the stadium? Yeah, easy, good. Yeah. Once, yeah. I mean, in Madrid, once you actually got to the stadium, once you mm. you pick your way through this housing estate and found that and you could see it in the distance because, you, you know, there was nobody there, no one at all to say... Turn left here. It was just people looking at their phones saying, I think we go through here and we weave past <laughs> these houses. Mad. What a mess. Anyway, mm. and as I said, that, that was a fairly uh, uncontentious one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's interesting, you wasn't cross sent me something a little bit earlier on. I wasn't aware of this. Um, it was from a, a City fan called John Baker. And he said, this is the badge. Oh, he said, yeah. He said, stuff your Stone Island badge. This is the badge of honour. If you know, you know. And it's a close-up of his calves that have got cuts on them. Mm. Uh, and apparently the seats uh, in the stadium were absolutely brutal. And if you sat in them for long enough, you'd get bruised or cut on the back of your leg. They're sort of sharp edges. It's amazing, Do isn't it? you wish that Sheffrin had a sit on a seat? Yeah, that's, that's where yeah, Sheffrin's sitting there and it's cutting the back of his leg. Um, probably wouldn't have been played in that stadium. Um, yeah. Some stories from some of the City fans are pretty staggering, really. We mm. got the last shuttle bus. This is, Where's this one come? Let's have a look. Let's just open that up because mm. it's quite a long one, but it's interesting. Um... It came from uh, Adam, the Manchester City fan who was there. We got the last shuttle bus from the airport uh, as we landed at 5pm. It should have set off at 6pm, but we didn't leave until 6.30, despite them knowing how busy it would be. We only got to the game 10 minutes before kickoff, and that was because we had to demand the driver let us off so we could walk uh, the final 30 minutes. Otherwise, we would have missed the start of the game due to the ridiculous bumper-to-bumper traffic. In the ground, the queue was ridiculous for food and water. No water, in fact, was available. At halftime, they started selling water and crisps on the floor out of cardboard boxes. This is at the Champions League it's final. It's not in a market. The toilets <laughs> were a disgrace, says Adam. Um, they said the pee two inches deep all over the floor. Uh, after the game was worse, zero, zero police or stewards where the shuttle buses were, and it was a free-for-all. Then took three and a half hours to even get off the car park. We should have had a hotel for the night, but went straight to the airport as we were worried we'd miss our flight that was at 8am the following morning. The whole thing a complete shambles. Oh, I mean, thank goodness they won from their point of view, otherwise it would have been doubly worse, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, this from Ralph, City family got a taxi at the Ataturk where the taxi driver dropped us off next to a massive hill. We had to climb up. It was next to a sewer. Uh, we, d- we didn't want to queue in the traffic near the stadium. He said, I slipped a few times. My legs were all cut. It took three hours to get back after because of the shuttle buses. Thank God we won, as he says, Andy, as you just said. Mm. I'm still in Turkey around the pool. Well, enjoy, Ralph. Uh, you've yeah. got the trophy in there. See, Salt Bay was at the final, the uh, steak oh, butcher. Yeah, but he hasn't got cuts on the back of his <laughs> no, legs. You don't want to rub salt into them, do you? He's one of the world's most irritating people, isn't he? Just oh, so yeah, annoying. He's, he's well connected, though, isn't oh, he? very Blimey, well connected. Yeah. I mean, it's a free steak in it for uh, for Mr UEFA, I'm sure. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne's wife uh, had a sort of vision that they'd win the, the Champions yeah. League. Not exactly Mystic Meg, is it, mate? <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on. It was a 
pretty decent guess, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, I did. yeah. But she was very chilled, don't worry. You did feel for him again, didn't you? Getting, <laughs> having it, getting injured as he did last time, that was pretty unfortunate. There's right? some nice photographs of the Beckham family. Uh, I don't know if they're in Japan or, or in a Japanese restaurant. But no, they were in Japan. They were in, in holiday Japan, in Japan, yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah. And it, it comes from Victoria Beckham's Instagram. They, they should put Victoria Beckham's Instagram on the payroll of the newspapers. They use so yeah. many stories from it, <laughs> really. Yeah. Incredible. Um, these, oh yeah, I've got a bit of a good reader's offer for you. Oh, good, yeah. These are stretch jeans. Oh, okay, nice. If you've stopped wearing jeans, but because you find them uncomfortable, these X jeans, I won't name them, are the answer to your prayers. Yeah. Prayers. 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 Yeah, you, I can ne- never say prayers. You've never been able to say prayers, have prayers. you? Prayers. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a bit of a blind spot. I and have. He's often said prayers. Prayers. Okay. Well, yeah. Whatever. Prayers. The answer to your prayers. Prayers. Yes. You haven't got to say it they're, like they're that. Not, but they're not, are they? They're just a pair of jeans. They're not the answer <laughs> to you. And they come in four great colours, apparently. Light blue, black and charcoal. Hello? Where's the other one? <laughs> Where's missing. the fourth colour? I don't know. Maybe they're bright there. orange. <laughs> That'll be good. They don't Portillo s- red. They don't, they don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't sell a lot of those. It's brilliant, isn't it? They keep coming. Mm. Um, mm. I was in Istanbul on a shuttle bus mm. after the game. There were 400 buses going to three locations, two airports and the centre of town. Imagine 20,000 fans, young, old and disabled, mm. um, trying to get around a huge dark gravel car park to find their bus back. So all those buses, you had no chance. Walking around and avoiding, moving buses at the same time, it was like wacky races. A safety nightmare. That is true. I mean, we're quite lucky. This ground stages lots of games. They can't have this every time they have a match there, do they? I mean, maybe there are more... I don't know. Maybe there are more suitable uh, stadiums in the city because no one questions, you know, uh, Istanbul's right to have a a Champions League final, but as we were hearing earlier on, the Besiktas Stadium is probably a better bet. Andy um, Brassel's going to join us shortly, knows the city pretty well to watch his football, so we'll get his take on that. Um, He said it was a safety nightmare, this city fan. Then all 400 buses headed for the same single exit at the same time. One slip road that got you out with 400 buses. (laughs) Nobody was directing the buses. There was no plan if you wanted... Mm. Uh, to plan the worst run uh, bus operation, just ask UEFA. We got on the bus at 1am, we left the bus car park at 3.30, so two and a half hours just sitting uh, on the, uh, the sort of gravel car park. Interesting to see uh, the UEFA Exco vans being shuttled out before we even got to our buses. Well, and what about the Interfans? Well, I'd love to know what their experience was. Well, they was. did it all by Metro. As yeah, we so said, they, they, so had them, they went back on the metro. Yeah, a lot they had the metro to themselves. And look, you know, they, we're going to UEFA though. Looking at the, the Liverpool suffered so badly last year, you think they might have favoured the England team in that way and said English team said, okay, well, the thing is, City can use them. nobody should deserve the Inter fans. Don't deserve a they bad experience. No they, one does. No. This is the thing. If you're going to choose a stadium, you can't come up with a compromise that says one set of fans are going to have a much easier ride hmm. to the stadium than another set. The Hawksby and Jake. Jacob's Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. It's the Clips of the Week pewter. Uh, these mm. are from August 2005. Incredible, all mm. those years ago. Uh, we dust a few off, as we've said before, whole butts of mini discs. I'm sort of sitting there. They've been digitised by the producer, the George Martin of this operation, and uh, he's knocked them into shape. He's curated some uh, clips from 2005. We've not heard them since. 
We can't speak of the quality. We hope for the best. Oh, I think they'll be good. OK, why don't you kick us off, Andy? Uh, let's kick off with Paul Breen Turner kicking off another Drive Time show. On Talk Sport. Good afternoon. Thanks uh, to Paul Hawksboy. I was a boy then. <laughs> you were. It was a lot. <laughs> you could call me a boy back in those days. This is Alan Brazil on Breakfast. See TalkSport.net for terms and conditions. Right, let's go back to... Uh, no, I won't, I'll put that on hold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that easy on live radio, how is it, really? Here's uh, Pete Abbott with the news. Finally racing, three meetings today. They go at Folkestone, Musselburgh and Redcard. Red, Red card. card. Oh, he's very football, so Pete. Football. He's very, still the voice of the Spurs. <laughs> um, back to breakfast with Big Al and Graham Beecroft. Going to the callers. Right, let's go to the lines. Uh, we're talking top birds. Let's go to Tony on the A1. Tony, very good morning, Jim. Morning, guys. Good morning, John. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, John, Tony. In, well, interchangeable. You know. <laughs> four-letter names, yeah. This is Drive with Paul Breen Turner and Rodney Marsh, where England had just won the Ashes. Oh, yeah. 14 minutes away from 7 o'clock, it's Talk Sport. The sound from uh, Sky Sports News is live from the Oval. England have won the Ashes and are about Rodney Marsh to receive uh, two trophies and do a lap uh, around the stadium. Yes, that's right, Paul. They are about to collect those two trophies and do a lap around the stadium. They are. They are. That's, that is very true. I think that's to look out for the two trophies. They are. The that is very true. I'll just say what you yeah, say. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a good omen, eh? We've dusted that one off. It's true. Um, back to Beaky on breakfast, talking athletics. True. Uh, uh, talking about moving to London, Carl Lewis Francis has done that, uh, Darren. Has he really? Carl is that a, a, an amalgam of uh, Mark Lewis Francis and Carl Lewis. What a runner he they, It would have been incredibly quick, those two together. Yes. <laughs> a caller to Fisherman's Blues now with an important announcement. I was informed yesterday that um, although on your ticket it says draw nine o'clock, yeah. uh, Mick Parkinson's going to start a rolling draw from 8.30. Blimey, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. As important now as it was then, I'd say as an announcement. Pretty much so. Staying with Fisherman's Blues, uh, here's Nigel Botherway. Trademark, didn't he? Exactly right, that's exactly right. He yeah. did, you're, you're dead right. And he used to take man. that little Jack Russell of his fishing. How did he hold the rod? <laughs> Could have been difficult. How did he get, get the old maggots on the hook? No idea. One for me, one for you. Yeah. And uh, let's stick with Nigel, who's having a bit of a mare with the phone lines. And let's go over to Les, who's on the M25. I do hope that you're hands-free, Les. Good morning, Les. He doesn't want to speak to me. I hope he is hands-free. We've got this wonderful new computer system here. Oh, he's there. Good morning, Les. Morning. Yeah, there he is, good old Les. He does want to speak to you after all. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, it, I'm sure it all got fixed uh, pretty promptly, the problems with the lines. Let's have a word with Joe in Enfield before the news. Good morning to you, Joe. I'll just, you just talk amongst yourselves while I wait for Joe to come up on this screen. Nope, I'm not having much luck this morning, Mike. Here we go, we got him. Good morning, Joe. Nope, I'm sorry. Joseph, we do want to speak to you, but this machine is playing up this morning. Blame it on the operator, of course. Here we go, we've got him. Hello, Joe. I bet Keith's listening now and killing himself because I bet he's been through all this with this new Hello. system. Hello. 
<laughs> I love a ghostly Nigel. voice. I love Nigel's instructions. I won't read out the next one. I'll just say to you, you just talk amongst yourselves yeah. while I decide whether I'm going to do it Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> What's next? It's Big Al and Beaky again talking movies. Right, well, I should, this week, you've got this week to do it. Just go to the old blockbusters and get the pianist out. They used to have a pianist in the blockbuster. Yeah, that's, I'm not sure I took that from that clip. Yeah. <laughs> good job it wasn't, good job it wasn't uh, uh, Mike Parrott. Well, either. There was either a pianist in blockbuster or Alan probably got arrested for what he was suggesting otherwise. Uh, and finally, on the subject of movies, this is Andy Townsend and Mike Parry. By the way, yesterday, can yeah, I just also yeah, just sure. want to touch on something sure. here? Because I would think you are arguably the only person listening mm. amongst the many millions listening right now across the country that hasn't seen the film, Kez. No, I've not seen Kez. You must have, No, Mike. it was about some sad kid who had a parrot in uh, Wigan or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> he's, he's kind of right, but yeah. Not, uh, yeah. not right. Uh, so, uh, there we are. <laughs> sad kid who had a parroted at least oh, anyway yeah there it's we are good. there's some clips mm. of the week uh pewter for you from 2005 we'll have a fresh batch of clips of the week all being well on friday as always at 3 30 the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show i'll do it all again with air oh no with charlie tomorrow you will be back on wednesday i you? am yeah fantastic okay do hope you can join us for one if not podcasts will be available at four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.